Hey, this is Keena LeBlanc, and the industry is watching. I always say, you're only one phone call, one email, one meeting, one introduction, one contact, one project, one idea, one post, one tweet, one like from changing your life. My name is Demarius, also known as Champ Media, and this is The Industry is Watching Podcast. Watching. The industry is watching. 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 The industry is watching. They lurking. They looking. They loving. They hating. They waiting. They plotting. The industry is watching. They lurking. They looking. They loving. They hating. They waiting. They plotting. The industry is watching. They lurking. They looking. They loving. They hating. They waiting. They plotting. They lurking, they looking, they loving, they hating, they waiting, they plotting. Miss Kina Leblanc. Hey. <laughs> Kina, welcome to the Industry is Watching so Podcast. Exciting. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being here. That was a dope intro. Was it? I like that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> now it's kind of, it kind of like, yeah, it just got me hyped. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thank say you. like you only, one phone call, one email, one text, one collaboration, so one piece of art. <laughs> <laughs> like one post, one tweet, one like from changing your life. One referral, away. one just one. <laughs> All it takes is is that one, and it All could right. change your life. You yeah, know, absolutely right. So, Kina, thank you for coming to join me on the Industry Is Watching podcast. You are part of the season one, and I've worked my ass off to to get here, but I wanted you to be a part of this. Thank you, because I feel like you are inspiring, and you are the epitome of like the industry is watching. Oh my God! Thank you so much, yo. When you came, you came to my art show, yeah, to invite me to this I did. personally. Yeah, I did. And that felt, oh my God, that felt so. I was like, yo, I feel like a big deal right now. The industry is watching. <laughs> like, yeah, Kina, I've been paying attention to your art and oh just your God. story and your process for a, over a year now, that and I've just been sawing how you move and how you inspire other people and you know you're just authentic and that's that. what drove drove me to you and i was like i want kina to be like immediately when i started putting the podcast together i was in my head thinking about people and stories that i wanted mm -hmm. to feature on the podcast you know and i wanted you to come and be on the podcast oh my god thank you so much yes yeah. i really appreciate you thank you for this opportunity this platform because i don't know what we're gonna i mean i do know but i don't know what's gonna come out of this but yeah. i feel like 2020 is a great year for it everything is. that we like put out in the past year. Like you said, I've been working hard. <laughs> like you have. you've noticed for a year, but it's this art transition for me has been three years in the making. And you know how they say like after three years with anything, like mm -hmm. in a relationship with friends, that's when you are at that fork in the road. So mm -hmm. I'm, I feel like the next chapter is going to be good. Yeah. So we <laughs> so. opened new doors. Yeah. New yeah. floors. Yes. Oh, I like that. Yes. <laughs> new doors and new floors, honey. It's 2020. I think it's it's important for me mm -hmm. just going into the new year. I didn't. I accomplished a lot mm -hmm. over the last few years. I told you a little mm -hmm. bit about like my story and things like that. So things are are definitely like have changed for mm -hmm. me. But I'm in a good place, and I just want to grow. I want to collaborate, yes. which is one of the main themes of, of the podcast is, is collaboration yeah. because there's so many talented artists out there. There's so many entrepreneurs and creatives out there doing their thing. And we're all like trying to get to that place. And, mm -hmm. and that's part of like I started this platform literally because this is what I needed right. like, like growing up. Mm -hmm. 
I needed to a platform of artists and creatives and people just doing their own thing and we can still like help and support right. each other. You know what I'm saying? I like that you keep using the word collaboration because honestly, in the last six months, that is what changed for me. Okay. I found a tribe. Yeah. And that's really the most important thing with an artist is like, yo, we can do it all. Right. We can mix and master our own projects. Like we can but it's really important when you have a team around you, like you can collaborate with another artist that mm -hmm. can push you and the same way you're pushing them. And I think that's the the last ingredient that I needed mm. because I found the last little sprinkle, the last little sprinkle, because yeah. I found a team, I found a squad and I found and they're like minded right. individuals. So, you know, people like you, the girls from the gallery that you right. met. So, yeah, it's good. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I'm Kina. so excited. I'm a little nervous. Like I'm. Getting, I know. Look at you. See my arm right now. I know. Look. I'm sweat. Look. My palms are sweaty. <laughs> Me and Kina, like I got chill bumps, goosebumps over here. Kina's palms are sweaty. Yeah. I think we're both excited about just yeah. this process and what we're talking about. Yeah. And and just the the organics of it. One thing you mentioned. You mentioned. You said a transition. Mm. Tell me about the transition. Mm. Okay. So really quickly, if. You know, any of your listeners are listening and they know me. Kina LeBlanc is actually a known figure. I worked in fashion for a really long time. I worked in fashion between 16 and what, 28, 29, 30. I've done it all in fashion from modeling to styling to logistics and things like that. So while I was working in fashion, I was going to school for graphic design and illustration, Okay. not focusing on graphic design and illustration fully, right? I was really focused on like being in the industry, being in the industry that's watching, right. like, honestly. Um, so I wasn't happy, you know, and things wasn't really working the way I wanted to. I had a lot of contacts. I had a lot, a lot of fake friends, but nothing was popping. Okay. So... At some point, I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I really don't want to work in fashion anymore. And I just left. I just stopped working. The last um, agency that I worked with, uh, we were producing fashion shows. I was um, a supervisor at the Macy's, um, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in the costume department. And one day I was just like, I don't feel like doing this anymore. And I stopped and I answered an artist call. Because it was this one curator that just kept DMing me. I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll just, I'll come to your show. I'll do the show. I'll blow up one of my prints. And I did that. And the rest was kind of history in the art game. I started to put myself out there in the art world and as far as, like, exhibiting. Okay. You know, doing all those art parties and stuff like that. And the rest kind of just literally took off. I was like, oh, this is what the art game is like. Wow. So, and the rest was three years later, and here we are. So, okay. Yeah. Thank you. So for, that was that transition. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah, I was trying to figure out, like, what you transitioned from. So, yeah. from fashion to art, you just kind of found your other calling. And the feedback that I was getting from these shows was like, oh, this people want to see my work. People right. actually want to see my prints because my prints are very much like who I am when okay. I, you know, I'm, oh, sorry. I'm, they can't see this, but you see me. I'm a style person. <laughs> I don't like to, you know, toot my own horn too much. But, yeah, I'm a little shiny little penny. Right. And my work is like that. So people want to see it. So. And if anybody is just joining joining us, this is the <laughs> Industry is Watching podcast. And we're here with Kina LeBlanc. Yes, sir. She's an artist. She's a curator. She's a media producer. And the purpose of this episode is to give the listeners and our audience uh, insight into Kina who she is 
and her art and how important it is to balance like you know your artistry with like self-care and you can find kina on instagram at kina label kina tell, tell yeah, people you, where they can I'm find on your every stuff. platform i'm on instagram i have two pages on instagram so my art page is kina leblanc creative okay that's my brand you can literally find me anywhere if you put in kina leblanc creative i'm also on facebook i'm on twitter <laughs> like i'm everywhere so Kina, I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. Do you consider yourself an underdog or an insider? You know something? I'm gonna have to say both. Can okay. I say both? You could yeah, this is your you yeah. And I'm gonna tell you why I'm gonna say both, because I'm a New Yorker. Okay. I'm a Brooklyn girl. And damn, if this was a longer show, we could really talk about my story, but I started working in the industry when I was 15, 16. But the only reason I started that young is because I was already a part of a family and being a, you know, from Flatbush, Brooklyn, I was already around people that were in the industry. My brothers were in the industry. Like I, I just always had that, you know, being a New Yorker, everybody okay. always got a aunt, somebody that works with somebody right. and whatever. And I come from that kind of family as well. So I seen a lot in like the early stages. I just kind of like did my own thing, went to, you know, did the fashion game, did my own, did it my own way. But I was exposed to a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to think that I'm a, what was it? What was it? Underdog uh, or an insider? Insider. I like to think I'm an in, insider because of that. And then an underdog because I just keep reinventing myself mm. and I just keep coming back. Exactly. And I'm, you know, I just keep coming back because I'm like, nah, like I haven't figured it out. So I ain't going to stop until I figure it out. So I'd like to think of myself as both. As an underdog. <laughs> yeah. And then just really quickly. No, um, go for it. You know, I'm an immigrant girl growing up in Flatbush. Where are you from, Kina? Oh, I originally. Born, I was born in Dominica. Yeah. Domin- that, and that's different from Dominican. Yes. Okay. That is very different from Dominican Republic. Dominica is one of the French islands in the Caribbean. Um, it's a very small island. It's near St. Lucia, Guadalupe, and Martinique. Okay. So those four islands are like a little, small little cluster. Um, and yeah, I was born in Dominica. I moved here when I was three. Flatbush, Brooklyn. Big up Flatbush. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, being an immigrant, like, we hustled different. It was like a different kind of hustle. So mm-hmm. I always had to, I had to reinvent myself, even if I didn't want to. Like, I literally had to do things in a way where I was like, tried to stay right. either off the radar, <laughs> above the radar. Gotcha. So it was just a bit of a different hustle. I think that's a definitely a quality of the underdog or, or even the insider per yeah. se, but like somebody who's constantly reinventing yeah. themselves and, you know, still, still that talent and that they, they could be underestimated or slept yes. on at times, but then I have, you know, for and, sure. and I think I would say this as far as like the insider and the underdog, it depends on like what room I'm in, mm-hmm. you know, right. And certain conversations <laughs> and ciphers, I'm an insider. How you could code switch. Right. And then on some, I'm an I'm an underdog, right. and I'm okay, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm yeah. okay with like both roles, you know. Because I'm, I'm always learning. Exactly, you're always learning, especially when you're like meeting new people. That's the one thing about being an artist and like being an industry, being in an industry. You meet so many different people because when you work in the industry, people never leave. They True. never really go anywhere. Like if you notice, like the one hit wonder from 1980, whatever. They're still around. They just reinvent themselves, exactly. right? So you're coming into contact with so many different people in a day at an event. 
that you are always learning. Like you have to, you know. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Thank switch you. it up, code switch and change hats every now and then. <laughs> mix and master. Yeah, mix and master. <laughs> <laughs> we're here with Keena LeBlanc. Yes. You know, Keena, I love your energy. I love Thank your personality. You. you know, we're we're associated by what I call the girls. Yes. And the my gr- crew. Yo, the <laughs> crew. Squad. Shout out to the crew. Shout out to Chen, <laughs> Candy. Andrea, oh my God! Leslie. So when you came, Leslie, my sister. So when you came to the event, Kim, oh my God, I'm missing people. Um, the first person I texted, I was, I texted Drea. Okay. I was like, Drea, oh my God, Demarius is here, and she already knew. She was like, mm-hmm, he got something important to ask you. I was like, oh my God, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I showed <laughs> so, up because I was like, yeah. let me. I saw you again. The industry is watching, Kina. I've been seeing your movement. Yes. You. Since over a year ago, you've been having seminars, you've been having workshops, you've been having, you've been like gathering other artists at the parks to do paintings and to just like. Oh my God, you remember. I do. And I've been, you know, you saw, you had this one post on Instagram. It says, is your camera dusty? Is something, something, something come out with us? We're creating a prospect park. It was like a summer or so or last summer. It was last summer. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's why I was like, I was inspired because I was like, Kina's working. Kina is talented. Kina is passionate. Yes. And that was a little seed that was planted. That dream right now is still on paper. I I just kind of have to table it. Mm -hmm. But I want that little picnic to be a major NYC event. And I'm like working on that. Let's speak it into existence. Even before we like hit record, we were already talking about manifestations and just reaching those next goals and ideas and things like happening for us. I cannot believe you. I mean, I definitely met you a little over two years ago because it was like when my moving struggle had started. Okay. Yep. So I definitely did see you supporting um, on the page through both pages, like my personal page as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like when you meet new people again, like we're, we just talked about like the industry. Cause then we didn't even talk about like that real fake side of the industry too. Right. It's real pretentious and real plastic and real, just uninspiring. I never placed you in that category, but you were just a new person that I met. Right. right? So you just never know like people, yeah, you meet new people all the time. You're like, okay. They're just liking pretty things on the gram. But you was really doing your research. The industry is watching. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about your art. We're talking about this transition that you made from the fashion game to the mm-hmm. art, which is almost like I was think I was saying like as a natural like progression. Yeah. But let's talk about like what kind of artist are you? Mm-hmm. Like you're like a graphic designer, illustrator, but in your own words, mm-hmm. like let's talk about the medium and a little bit about the actual. Yeah, work. definitely. Um, so it's funny because. In the last six months, I actually just changed my title, but I've always been a graphic designer. Okay. What's your new title? Yeah. (laughs) I'm a visual artist. Okay. So when people say, okay, well, what medium do you use? I'm a digital illustrator. Okay. And I have to, and it's really the same terminology. I mean, it's different terminology, but it's the same meaning. When I would introduce myself as a graphic designer, people would be like, oh, that's dope. Can you do my logo? (laughs) Can you do my website? Um, And I wanted to get out of that. And I did that for a long time. I was an independent contractor as a graphic designer, doing logos, making flyers, building websites and stuff like that. But I was putting my own aesthetic on it, that same pretty fly aesthetic that I was talking about. And I was making everybody else's brand pop. So... I am a digital illustrator, so I'm an illustrator. I draw by hand on, you know, using a pencil and a pad, but um, my chosen medium is a computer. 
computer. So okay. I, I then take all of those illustrations and then bring them into a computer and convert re- them into a digital. Yeah, image. and then illustrate them all over again in a digital platform. So wow, yeah. Thank you for breaking it down. And that was and it's and it's like the prehistoric way of doing it. I'm right. pretty old school. One thing you said though, let me talk about this real quick. <laughs> is the title? I change my title all the time. You know what you I'm saying? Have to. You have to because people get stuck in that rut and it's just like, oh, okay. When they think when they hear graphic design, they only think website, do my billboard, little publication stuff. And it's graphic design is intense. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many moving parts to graphic design and illustration. Yeah, it's a lot of elements. But I didn't want to be pigeonholed in that right. anymore. Right. I didn't want to sit behind a computer and just like be doing somebody else's work because mm-hmm. it's really mundane boring work it's not that fun but um i wanted to just do that for myself i was like i want to do my own vectors like, right for my own shit. Like, right right <laughs> so. i recently my new title is i'm a media producer media producer i'm a media right. producer and that went from like being a photographer right, to now and then i did i did some i do video some video right. stuff and then it was just like I didn't. I got tired of being like I'm really good with the camera, but mm-hmm. me being stuck behind the camera was like made started to feel uncomfortable. Right. You know, and not only that, I you know I'm still do it. I still pick up the camera all yeah. the time, but I don't like to be stuck behind the and camera. Because you can do so much more. Yeah. Like producer, when I hear that term producer, that person can like we said earlier can mix and master the the project themselves i love the mix and master because it's true like i don't need this team <laughs> i mean i do we all need the team we need the team but right. when i say that i mean i can do your job and your job and your job but um it's helpful when we have a collective and everybody's collaborating so exactly. i feel you and and that's what the industry is watching is about yeah. it's about it's about agency but it's also about a collective of yeah. artists and entrepreneurs who are who are obviously doing their things individually, but collectively we're all growing and yeah. we're all like supporting each other in the process. Yeah, like take the weight off, yeah. you know, your shoulders because I think that's the because we're talking about you know health and wellness in the art exactly. world. Um, we as artists, I think we get stuck in that. That, that flow because it flows like water when we're able when we start a project mm-hmm. and we can do everything it just right. flows like we don't realize that we're now on day five of no sleep Ooh. we're on day six of no food like because right. we're so into this project and we're doing it all we didn't realize that we have to stop at some point call someone else to do this part right <laughs> right because we can't do this by ourselves exactly and then by the time the project is done you're dead now. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, and it's, it's drained you. Yeah. And, and that's where I, I went through that process before, too. I used to overwhelm myself yes. as a photographer or as a creative media producer. Mm-hmm. And now I don't do that. Like, I'll bring in a stylist. You I'll bring to. in an editor. I'll bring in somebody to just to do that part so that I can still execute and you so that to. I can still, like, keep my sanity. How do we find the balance? How do you find the balance? I had to learn the hard way. Um, okay. Like I like you know I keep saying like the last three years were so integral in my career. Like it was very important. I'm not gonna act like before the past three years I I had to figure it out. I didn't okay. because I had to struggle throughout my entire twenties. Okay. Entire twenties. It was. A, you still like twenty something now though. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Thank you. You don't look no, uh, Keita. You look about twenty five. I'll take it. Okay. Add, All right. add um, 11 <laughs> to that. Yes. I'll take it, though. Thank you. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was saying. We were talking about balance. How do balance. you balance, just find that balance as an artist, as a creative? I wish I knew 
then how to really utilize credit, my credit and my credit cards, because mm. that like just being able, because now we're talking about finances, because that is really uh, important. That's still like a balance. It Financial is, like, is very, money is, is personal and it's no, business and it's, that, it has an effect that's on your what mood. The depre- that's where the depression a lot of the times comes from. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times the depression comes from like, I can't do something because I don't have the resources. I can't do something. Okay. So it's like, I just figured out how to do that to be honest with you. So I don't even have the answers for that. I just know that it's an ongoing process. I know that when you, as an artist, when you don't have the resources, you still have to create somehow. Right. You still have to create. And we're in a great city for being an artist because New York has so many resources for like broke artists. It <laughs> like, is. So many resources. I'm going to drop one right now. Um, Every Thursday, there is a warehouse in Long Island City can't think of the name right now but if you just google free art supplies long island city every thursday they you could just go there with your shopping cart and just whatever you can find really yes it's just a bunch of art supplies because they kind of like outsource art supplies to schools and things like that but they give it out to people so this is a great city for like resources if you're broke that's true the schools here we are sitting in brick right now so a lot of opportunities it's a lot of opportunities and you just have to take that initiative that's be, really it. And, be and hungry. find it. Right. And find it. And just be able to get yourself on a train <laughs> if you broke. But yeah. they're out here. Um, the next segment of the show is the industry confessional booth. Oh. And you have to turn the music off. Yeah, I turn the music <laughs> off. It's like, you know how uh, people go in and talk to the Pope? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they go into the little closet and tell the Pope. But no, the purpose of the confessional booth is... To for you to share mm-hmm. something intimate that you're okay with sharing, mm-hmm. but in the sense of to help somebody who may be going through the same thing or who may have went through the same thing. Mm. So, what what is your like industry confessional or testimony, Kina? Ooh, my industry confessional or testimony. Let's just let me just say this. I grew up Catholic, right? Okay. And during like you know first getting ready for first communion. And confirmation and all that stuff, you got to do that. You got to go in there and talk to and say little confessions to the priest or whatever. Right. I never knew what to say. (laughs) So you really did that before? I really did. And I had to make some stuff up because I was just like, what am I going to tell this man? I'm not going to be honest about anything that I was doing. (laughs) Um, But a confessional. Hmm. Well, I have a lot of interesting stories from my fashion days. Okay. Or my industry days, I'd like to say. Things that I'm not proud of, but things that, like... I want you to share something you you to be comfortable with with sharing. Yeah, definitely. Things that I'm not proud of, but even though, you know, I'm not proud of them, it's just stuff that almost had to happen. Things that had to happen because you had to almost learn. You had to learn the lesson. You know, you you had to learn the lesson. So I'm going to share the reason that I did things and that's because I wanted I was chasing the flashing lights so bad like so hard that I just was like I have to have this and I have to get this so it's important to know what it is that you are actually doing and know what it is that you want like we talked about before the show started like you have to know 
what your purpose is in this industry. Like, if you don't have purpose, you can literally be taken for granted. So early on in the industry, I, you know, like I said, I started out modeling. Um, I've done a lot of things like, you know, editorial stuff for magazines, music video stuff. I've worked for Complex. I've worked for um, different, like, little production teams here and there, whatever, right? So when I was 16, I worked with a modeling troupe out here based in Brooklyn. And it was guys and girls, you know, doing a bunch of fashion show, local fashion shows and stuff together. And, you know, I've just had to put myself in compromising positions to maintain what you're, what you think you're maintaining is you think you're maintaining professionalism. Like you think that you're maintaining, like you don't want anybody to get mad at you. You don't want anybody to like X you out of the show. You take your spot, whatever. So you think that you're maintaining some type of professionalism, but really you're upholding a very dark side to the industry, to what goes on behind the scenes so for to women, to young girls, what goes on, like we just got off this whole R. Kelly train and right. and it, it it opened uh it opened up a lot of shit in the hip hop industry, stuff that was always there, but people are talking about it now because it's just a new generation, but that stuff was always happening. Sad to say that people do sell their daughters, people do things like that. And, you know, my mother was my mother trusted what I was doing because she knew that I wanted it. She right. knew that I wanted it that bad, and she knew that I was good at a lot of things. But she didn't have to worry about me because she knew who her daughter was. I wasn't sharing everything with my mother. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, but, you know, I witnessed, I've witnessed a lot of stuff. I've witnessed a lot of stuff, and I've had to be in compromising situations because I just felt like I didn't want to lose the opportunity because I was chasing the flashing lights. So the moral of the story is always know what your purpose is. Always know what your standards are and maintain, uphold your standards and know what your purpose is. Cause if you don't know what your purpose is, you will literally be just taken advantage of because you don't even know why you're there. You're just like, Oh, I'm here. Cause I feel like I think I want to be a model, but it kind of goes back to what you said earlier, like the wagon, join a band instead of follow, being a follower. You think like, oh, this is cool. This is what everybody, everybody is doing. Is doing right. And then I'm going to, you know, oh, I should I should be doing this, too. But, you know, it's about finding that voice on the inside right. of like, what do I really, really, really want to right. do? And going after that thing, even if it's not what everybody else is doing, right. even if it's not what's cool or it's not exactly. the thing but it's it's like finding that and and that being more true to yourself so to thank yourself. you for sharing yeah. that kina I, yeah. I really you know um not to just get super super serious but thank you for sharing mm. that so yeah <laughs> and and that's for anybody any young lady or anybody who might be going through something like again this is about like self-care and protecting yourself and setting boundaries mm -hmm. and no like kina said knowing your purpose mm -hmm. so we're no experts but we've been through some things as far as it relates to this industry and if there's anybody out there that's going through something like find somebody to talk to mm -hmm. you know reach out to kina or reach out to myself we if we can't help you we can find somebody to who can you know point you in the right direction yeah because the truth is you shouldn't have to feel like you're powerless never feel like you're powerless because they're only people take advantage because you let them right if you have to lose the opportunity, lose the damn opportunity. But I just remember sitting in that room, and this is a major magazine, yo. 
if I didn't say nothing, they was just going to do what they do. But if I said something and I was so proud of myself, I lost the job, but I was very proud of myself that I said something. You stood up for yourself. So I, I know a lot of women always feel like they're powerless. And if I don't, if I don't lose the job, there is going to be more. Believe me, there's going to be more. That's the beauty of the industry. Right. Media and advertising. It's always, it's always that next thing. And you don't have to you don't have to sell yourself short or risk your integrity just to get a job. Maybe it wasn't for you. Yeah. Because that that can that can cause a spiral of, you know, you to go out of control by like something that happens to you and then you might not tell anybody about right. it and you got to And that you know, vortex is real. Yeah, that vortex sit with is, you. it will sit with you and you're almost you almost become numb and then you just start doing reckless things because right. you're just like oh, oh well, well, I already did this, I already did that. Nah, be and I and it's crazy that you just said that because I remember after that situation happened the feeling that I felt, mm-hmm. I felt empowered. Right. And I was like, "Oh, well, I don't have to do any of this shit anymore. Like, I don't need the and I started like taking different modeling jobs. And that's why I, I respect you a lot because you're a pretty brown female. Thank you for being an example mm-hmm. to the young brown girls, all girls who as an example of like just knowing your worth and knowing your purpose so and step, stepping out and doing your thing. It's so important. I just remember putting myself out there a little bit later and I was like, yeah, I don't my makeup doesn't have to be done all the time. I don't have to always. I never. Well, I never really showed ass. I'm. I don't got no ass. I'm tall and slim, so I never did certain things. I never. I showed boobs, but I would always show midriff. But I just remember, even with that, I was like, yeah, maybe I don't have to always show the midriff and just probably wear something form fitting. Like present the package differently. And once I started presenting the package differently, you know, different. Like the respect factor came as well. Like you know, like people actually do make snap judgments off of what you look like especially mm-hmm. in our world like right. the world that we work in it's visual it's visual first right. yeah like people are gonna make a snap judgment off of your appearance what is Keena watching right Ooh, now oh my god I'm still ratchet I, I watch all of the uh, you know all of, I, I look at what all the the reality show girls are doing but I'm focused on all black female artists, honestly. Okay. All black female artists, any type of artist. If you're a female photographer, visual artist, uh, any type of female artist, black female artist, that's who's giving me my juice right now. Because there's something about black women. It was always something about black women. We always had the essence, but we always had it. Right. We always had the essence. Right. But <laughs> But it's just something that's happening. It's a right whole now. like empo- female empowerment. Yeah, thing it's, going like, on it's like right a now. new movement yeah. right now with you know black women, and I'm I'm really just trying to dance in that energy. So wow. that's so where she, I'm at. She's, she's supporting all. She's watching all the black what, what and brown say, girls. I'm I'm rooting for everybody black. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kino, really quick, what are you watching? What is the industry watching? Like, what are you listening to, or what oh, are you? Oh God. You know what I just downloaded the other day? These questions are always hard because I realize that I'm listening to so much. But um, I just downloaded my girl Doja Cat. She gives me life. 
I like Doja Cat. She is my spirit animal. Really? Yes. Okay. I'm going to have to get into her because I haven't really been paying that much attention to her. But again, this is what this is for. Like, I want it's about, you know, discovering and collaborating and, and when, finding and, other ways of me. And when I tell you my spirit animal, because she is the inner voice. You know, like, I'm a teacher, so there's only, but I can't always put the shit that I'm doing on my Instagram because. Right a hating ass co-worker gonna screenshot it and show some and I just can't have that right but the things that I can't I just go to her she does it like she okay. says it for me right but Doja Cat is my spirit animal right now and I'm loving I love her visually like her aesthetic is I'm, I'm just really into badass girls you right. know I'm into badass girls but that are still girly girls like right. girls that are not you don't gotta be fuck you up saying like okay all right you can beat my ass like sure but go get your nails done like and like (laughs) (laughs) so what is next as far as your artwork Kina? like what can we expect oh my god to see and to hear from you i'm working on several um art showcases coming up like we are curating art spaces at uh different venues around Brooklyn. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot coming up. (laughs) I'm messing up right now because I'm, like, looking at the pictures. (laughs) But I have a solo show that I'm going to be developing pieces for that I would actually like to debut at the end of 2020. Um, What else? What else do we have coming up? Oh, we have a ton of stuff going on at the gallery this month, actually. Where is the gallery located? The gallery is located in... Is that Brownsville? Yes, I want to say Brownsville, Brooklyn, but it's uh, 1890 Eastern Parkway. Okay. Um. So. And that's the space I came to, right? Yes. Okay. You did come to SKR space. So, what part of Brooklyn is that? Would you call that Brownsville? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But um, it is yeah 1890 Eastern Parkway. Beautiful space. Amazing gallery space. It's a art space for local creatives. So it's more than just a gallery. So we you know we have a ton of monthly music events, monthly art exhibits, and the Jan- January 24th and 25th of this month, we're going to be hosting a music event as well as last Saturday, which is the New Year New Shit art exhibit. So Ooh, I like the name of that, New yeah, Year New Shit. New Year New Shit. That was curated by Melissa Sutherland, uh, who's one of the SK owners, and she's actually also going to be an artist in the show. So, you know, just come get to know these artists, look at their new shit for the new year, because that's what it's about, new energy. Um, yeah. Kina, I really want to talk about really quick. So you did the Nipsey Hustle piece. Mm. You did a few of them. You had mm-hmm. an art show a few months ago. Yes. Where it was like... A little bit after the the passing of Nipsey, yeah. but you did a show. You did a few pieces that yeah. were a part of this whole like Nipsey Hustle yeah. exhibition, and I thought it was really dope because it was like you and a few other artists came mm-hmm. together and just did pieces on Nipsey. Yep. But you did one that was really really dope. Can I can I get one of these? Kina? You absolutely can. Okay. So I- the piece that I did. Okay. So this piece here, the show that I did was actually April thirteenth, which was just two weeks after he passed. Um, and it was curated by the Art Hub NYC. The Art Hub is my very first curators that I worked with in the city. So shout out to Danny Dakari and AJ Kelly because they, I've been with them since the very beginning. Okay. And they definitely always believe in me. So they put this show together and it was a select few artists. It was probably like eight to ten of us that did this show. And I painted this piece. Okay. This was acrylic on canvas. 
And because I, I like his death hit so many of us hard. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I really have to put my energy into it. So I painted it. So this what you're looking at is a digital piece. Um, but I have the actual original painting. So, yes, you can get it. This is like a multi-color. Yeah, it's a color-blocking color blocking tri tribal piece. Of Nipsey, and yeah. it's so dope. I, I saw something on the gram as well where this was featured in, like, Cali. Oh, so, then, Cali. so after this show, so this kind of almost, I, I don't know if it was viral, but it, it caught a bit of steam in New York. And then it got me to other curators and the South Central Gallery, based in South Central LA, reached out to me. Curators from over there reached out to me and asked me to put my piece in their show. And that particular gallery was really special because it was a gallery space that he actually mentored. Wow. So he knew the guys. I guess they went to him and was like, yo, we're thinking about opening an art space in South Central. And he kind of like gave him gave them his blessing. So wow. I was like, oh, hell yeah, <laughs> I want to put my piece in the show. So I also did, yeah, the South Central Gallery. So you just get inspired just by different events or different artists, and mm -hmm. you just, like, I channeled guess, that mm -hmm. that energy after his mm -hmm. death and just created yeah. this magnificent piece. I wasn't, I'm not even going to say that I was much of a fan of his musically. I always knew who he was, don't get me wrong, but right. because he was an independent artist, I didn't really follow his sound too much. Gotcha. I knew who he was more on the community side. When he started working with Carol, Karen Civil, because Karen Civil is just another Caribbean girl who I look up to. Like, she's just one of those people. Um, so I've always known who she was. Okay. And that's how I got, you know, more familiar with what he was doing lately. So that's so why that speak was important. This piece, but let's talk about inspiration mm. and process. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you get inspired and how and what is your process like? Mm. My inspiration comes from a lot of different places. Okay. Um. I can't create from a dark place. You know how some people are like, oh, I get upset, I get, went through a breakup or whatever. No, nothing comes out when I'm in that, in that space. If you notice, my work is really colorful. Yeah. So I'm really inspired by like happy things and pretty okay. things and like beautiful things all the time. Um, but a lot of my work is like a never ending story. It's a lot. You notice it's a lot of female art, female mm -hmm. form, like it's colorful, colorful, feminine, right. dainty, um, beautiful energy, whatever. Because that's what I'm driven by. Like I like cute stuff. <laughs> so okay. I'm a cute cutesy kind of person so i'm inspired by that stuff like i love lisa frank and like you know animation and little toys you're like a, you're a creative director mm -hmm. you're an artist mm -hmm. people can reach out to you you're yes, for hire i am for you have hire. prints for sale so guys sale. feel free to to collaborate and elaborate with kina leblanc you can find me on instagram at kina underscore leblanc underscore creative and also C Jane Style. That's my um, personal page. You can find me on Facebook. I just actually started the Facebook page. You can find me on um, Wix.com. My online portfolio is there. Um, you can find me. The shop is on Redbubble. I'm also You're everywhere. I'm, the the I, industry I <laughs> is watching Kina. But I'm working on what I'm really working on is a central place for all of those things. I'm working on my website. Okay. And then again, Kina. and I'm Googleable. You can just Google me, and you'll find all that shit. Look. I just Google Kina, and you can see her all over yeah. the place. But you, you're 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 an educator. Yes. You're an artist. Yes. You sing. I'm not going to put you on the spot. Please don't, because I just do that as a hobby. I'm helping out my cousin. Thank <laughs> you for coming out and being a part of the show. This was great energy, Kina. I think you. we both like found out, you know, learned more yeah. about each other. And I'm looking to collaborate with you. 
in this is so fun the future this really means a lot to me um the industry is watching podcasts as an extension just of the agency and of the collective man and you this was fun this was really fun this is so fun i'm so proud of you like you. i really am proud of what you are doing thank you thank like, you like Kena. we said that manifestation and putting it yeah. out there and it and it hasn't always been easy because as an artist i suffer with anxiety yeah. i suffer with sometimes like many depression bouts of depression or just feeling like not inspired not inspired and that's a real thing it's you know you you've given me hope as well because you've talked to, you you're verbal about yeah. these kind of things you're verbal about like hey like i i don't create in a dark space those or, are the steps like acknowledging that something is wrong right and talking to somebody about it and creating you have to create as an artist that's how you get out of the dark place acknowledge that you're even in one mm-hmm then say something about it, share it with somebody, because somebody's going to be like, oh, girl, me too. Me too. And then really just start creating, whether it's a doodle. You don't have to always start big. Like, just start by, I don't know, go buy a coloring book and start there. Like, just color, start, get it out, get it out of you. So, yeah, whether you know? it's a it's a book or film or mm-hmm. yeah, art. go to the movies. It's just, just create something. Something. Yeah, start something. somewhere. Start write, somewhere. Write two lines, yeah. you know. Buy a disposable camera, go take pictures of nature, like something. It, and I, I, doing it that way will spark right the you know and and definitely like reach out reach out to people because yeah. it's somebody else who out there is going through the exact same thing that's always and, and it's and it's always somebody who can you know you can collaborate yeah. with and who you can partner up with i i have like accountability partners yeah. oh my you know God, what i'm saying me too. and they keep me accountable about all my projects and things that's going on and what i'm working on and there's and the crazy the good thing about accountability partners is that i know people think that it's Oh, somebody telling you what you got to do. No, it's you reading your goals that you wrote down for yourself. And, and then reminding and you. And you're reminding yeah, yourself when exactly. you're reading it out that, out loud. So, um, yeah. All right. Okay. Hey, this is Keena LeBlanc and the industry is watching.